welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey everybody, welcome back to your favorite podcast, Couple, where your where your pretend aunt and uncle watch horror movies and talk about them from wildly different points of view. My name is Cindy. I'm Josh, and I'm, I'm going to go one step further and unlock a kink and yeah. say, we're your mommy and your daddy. <laughs> no, thank you, but okay. Anywho, mm-hmm. uh, this month's theme is quickly wrapping up, which is directors whose first movies are vampire movies. This is it. And this is it. We've watched um, Kronos. We've watched... What else have we watched? A Girl Who Walks Home Alone at Night. Thank you. I couldn't remember the name. Dark. And now we're watching Fright Night, I guess. Yes, Fright Night. Okay. Fucking this movie. I fucking love this movie so much. Um, Tell me about Fright Night. Well, let's talk about the year it came out. It came out 1985. Okay. 1985. 1985. What do you remember about 1985? Anything? Nothing. I was six. What about you? So you were like, you remember what? First grade? Uh, Yes, that would be first grade. Miss Ebley. I don't remember my first grade teacher. That's weird because you grew up in a very small place. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, We moved from Pennsylvania to West Virginia between my, the summer between my uh, first and second grade year. Oh. And I, for the life of me, cannot remember any one's names that i was in school with in kindergarten or first grade or teachers names it's almost like you blocked it out everything just started anew in west virginia i went to pre-k through graduation day with the same like 50 60 kids so yeah uh it was 24 25 kids starting in second grade Mm -hmm. all the way through so that's a thing but like i didn't show up till like payton city's graduating class of 2001 didn't get fucking awesome until second grade. Sorry, kids that were in there. Kindergarten oh. first. All right. But you're lame. Do you remember anything about no, Fright Night? No, I could barely tell you what happened yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets I can't remember everything about always. Fright Night. I can't remember shit about 1985 or And he gets mad week. at me for never remembering, like, after we're done watching a movie. Just it's the opposite, though. Like, I can remember everything about movies and, like, books. But when people are like, what did you eat for dinner last night? And I'm like, no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> all right a sandwich yeah, yeah okay um, well so, 1985 the year mm-hmm. is the year that reagan took his second term he it started probably shouldn't there. have done that shouldn't have had one term let alone two yeah um that was the year that we are the world was recorded we are the world we sorry. I wanted you to keep going. I was nope. Like, keep going. No. Uh, sorry. No. Mikhail Gorbachev became leader of the USSR. He just recently died. Mm-hmm. He's in hell with Ronald Reagan. All right. Uh, new Coke debuted. Gross. Yeah. Uh, long live old Coke. What? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> live Aid was that year. Okay. Uh, that was the year that they found the Titanic wreckage. Cool. They're like, oh, look, we found this. All right. Uh, Super Mario Brothers was released on the Nintendo. Woo! Microsoft released Windows 1.0. Interesting. Didn't realize it was so early. And the Ford Taurus debuted. Interesting. Yes, the Ford Taurus. Your mom's car. Also, literally, I've always associated it with cop cars because that was every oh. cop car in RoboCop. Oh. Was a Ford Taurus. I was always a Crown Vic. I mean, yeah, in real life. But my childhood Crown was based Vic. on movies, not in real life. Got it. So, like, robo- every 
cop car and RoboCop was a fourth choice because <laughs> they were a lot cheaper to crash. All right. Uh, so there Fair. you go. People that were born that year were Emil Hirsch, Rooney Mara, Carrie Mulligan, Michael Phelps, Cody Rhodes, and Leah Sadu. That was the year that we lost Margaret Hamilton, who was the Wicked Witch of the West. Yep. Uh, Ruth Gordon. Okay. Do you know who Ruth Gordon is? I think so. Is she the... No, I don't. She's Maude from Harold. Yeah, Maud. okay. She's also in a certain movie about the devil being born that you said you would never watch. Rosemary's Baby. Uh, <laughs> um, and Yul Brenner. Oh. Ricky Nelson. Yeah. And, and? because this is going to be very pertinent to this movie. Tell me. Rock Hudson. Okay. How is that pertinent to this movie? Is Rock Hudson in this movie? No. Oh. Once we've watched it, we will talk about it. Okay. So. All right. Movies of 1985. Were. Back to the Future. Okay. The first one. The Black Cauldron. Better Off Dead. Brazil. I love that movie. Clue. Love that movie even more. Commando. Not as much as Clue. Uh, Day of the Dead. Fletch. The Goonies. Lady Hawk. Invasion USA. Reanimator. First Blood Part 2. Return of the Living Dead. Mm Mm-hmm. Those were all 1985. That's a pretty good year Holy for movies. Holy hell, 1985. Yeah. Bringing it. What? Uh, Lord, Lord, Lord. So this movie came out August 2nd of okay. 1985. It is rated R. It is one hour and 46 mm, minutes That is long. 16 minutes too long for me, False. but okay. I would live in this movie forever. Okay. Um, <laughs> it is written and directed by Tom Holland. Who would do Child's Play after this? Direct Child's Play. All right. So we've talked about him when we did the Child's Play. I was episode. in my head going, I know that name, but I don't he know why. He also wrote Psycho 2. Psycho Killer. Sorry. Um, and he was like a soap opera actor. Oh, I didn't know so he that. He was like an actor who became like a writer who became a director. Cool. <laughs> so All there right. you go. Uh, the cast. Tell me of the cast. Uh, for Chris Sarandon. Okay, we know him from Princess Bride and being the ex-husband of Susan Sarandon and a famous West Virginian. He plays Jerry Dandridge. Um, He was in A Nightmare Before Christmas, Child's Play, and Dog Day Afternoon. Okay. Um, We've met him. Yes, we have. (laughs) He's super nice. Uh, If you remember back to our Child's Play episode, there's this, the, the very opening scene where he's chasing Brad Dourif. It's like... Those are two West Virginians chasing each other. Yes, it was. Major film. So there you go. Um, then we have William Ragsdale, who plays Charlie Brewster, who was the star of the TV show Herman's Head. I loved that show. What a random thing to... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I loved that show. Um, and what else? Oh, he was in... He obviously went on to star in Friday Night 2. We've got Amanda Bierce as Amy Peterson. She was in Married with Children, mm-hmm. the neighbor that everyone shat upon. Yes. Um, we've met her too. We've got Stephen Joffreys playing Evil Ed. Evil Ed. Uh, who would also be in 976 Evil. Oh. The, I believe the only film directed by Freddy Krueger, Robert England. Oh. Um, and then he would go on to be a, in several gay pornographic films in the 90s. Good for him. Uh, again, that will tie in to this movie. Uh, okay. And then lastly, I just want to talk about... The real star power of the movie. Tell me. Um, Roddy McDowell playing Peter Vincent. Okay. Um, He was in Planet of the Apes. He's in Overboard. He's in a really ridiculous Dean Martin Western mystery called Five Card Stud. Okay. Uh, Class of 1984. He would come back for Fright Night 2. Like, Roddy McDowell. All right. 
ridiculous. <laughs> Adorably ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell. Kind of bringing like the old school like movie star charm to his part, which is very needed. Um, making this a perfect film. Okay. Uh, I will say this I know movie. you are a large fan of this film. Yes. Uh, this movie has a thing where people go back and forth and say, hey, um, you basically get two camps, two, two major camps. Uh, people think that either this or Lost Boys is the best vampire movie of the 80s. Ooh. Um, I've, never, I've only, I only saw Lost Boys after we got together. Yeah. So now I'll be watching Fright Night. How interesting. Okay. All right. So, I mean, there's other contingents. People say like, you know, oh, The Hunger or Near Dark or, but like most people will say either Fright Night or Lost Boys. I fall into the Fright Night camp of the two. Uh, we do already have a poster. Even though I do enjoy the shit out of Lost Boys. Um, I just fucking love it. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Fair the enough. The for this movie is, if you love being scared, it'll be the night of your life. The night of your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. You love being scared. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. It'll be the night of your life. Okay. Okay. So that's something. Uh, <laughs> okay. Should I, is this the part of the podcast where I look at a poster and try to tell you what yes. this movie's going to be about? It sure is. All right. Here we go. Fright Night. We, now, there is a poster in our home of Fright Night. It's not the theatrical poster. Oh, okay. This is a theatrical poster. So yeah. it's a house, a very pretty house. With uh, clouds with vampires over it. If you're now look, this is a different tagline. Oh no, never mind. <laughs> uh, it was just when I, <clears throat> guys, I'm old. Auntie's old. Mommy. Okay. Old. Uh, I'm gonna say this is a vampire movie. Yes. Great. All right. So John. <laughs> All right. I don't know what'll make a difference. Um, I'm going to say that it, they're gonna do a different spin on vampires where maybe the vampires are like ghosts ghost vampires ghost vampires and what are you going to do about it yeah okay ghost vampires in a in a haunted house ghost vampires in a haunted house okay check we'll see if that's right where can we watch this movie (laughs) uh it's on amc streaming service right now if you want to watch it um you can rent it on amazon uh we've got like a blu-ray that the studio put out that's surprisingly really awesome cool with tons of special features and it looks really great normally studio blu-rays aren't that great okay um this movie is getting a 4k release in a couple weeks nice um i would venture most people that would listen to this show probably have access to this movie already um you probably know this movie by heart i don't so just let everyone know i mean that okay you're gonna fucking love it that's my guess all right that in a while i'm gonna bring that segment back my guess is you're this at- is going to be your favorite movie of them. All right. Well, join us, won't you? Mind the doors. What would you do if you accidentally discovered the house next door was occupied by something not human? Something horrifying. Something unspeakably evil. No one believes you. Mom, I didn't have a nightmare. Not your mom. They did kill a girl over there. Not your girlfriend. Charlie, is this some sort of a trick to get me back? Not even the police. Look, I know it's crazy. I know that, but look, Lieutenant! It knows that you know. You'll do anything to protect yourself. But it will do anything to protect 
its secret. This could be the night of your life. We watched Fright Night, and it was a romp. This movie is all the fun. Uh, it was a very fun movie. It was um, not what I thought. Super gay. It super was not about vampire ghosts in a house. It was about <laughs> a... I mean, I think they were supposed to be like more Renfield and uh, a gay vampire couple. Well, that moves yeah, into a nice little neighborhood. <laughs> Rather, like it, it was, it was less Renfield <laughs> and Dracula and more like Barry and Steve. You know, it. I mean, nothing wrong with it, but it didn't come across as what I think they wanted it to come across as. Or maybe they did. Is that what they wanted it to do? It, no. Okay, I was waiting for you to chime in on that. But all right, I am waiting for you. To, to walk us through what this movie's about. This movie is about a kid witnessing that the people next door are vampires and um, how he handles it and I don't, fights against them. Is that really the word? I don't know. Um, but it's about how, you know, it kind of, they come in and kind of fuck his life up. Fiend. Um, no? IMDb has a teenager discovers that the newcomer in his neighborhood is a vampire. Right. So he turns to an actor in a television horror show for help dealing with the undead. Oh, I left that whole part out. Yeah. Nailed that. Nailed so this that. movie is essentially um, the boy who cried wolf with a vampire moved in next door. Okay. Yeah. Like a modern version of this. Well, there is a modernish version of this. Yeah, you said it was. But it would be like, imagine, if you will. All right, here we go. A kid who loves horror movies. Has a vampire move in next door. And yeah. And then they're watching like a lot of horror stuff on Shudder. And then they contact Joe Bob Briggs. And Joe Bob Briggs doesn't believe them, but is paid off to come hang out with them. And then they end up having to fight the undead together. Josh, do you want to make this movie? Uh, I do. Um, <laughs> you want to make that version of this movie? Yeah. So basically, um, for those who didn't watch the movie, okay, failed. It was a fun um, watch. It, it's such a fun movie. Uh, this movie is essentially like we were, we were joking about. There's um, Charlie, mm-hmm. uh, William Ragsdale, Charlie Brewster, who lives in a like suburb, right. a really quaint little tiny adorable suburb, and he is dating Amanda Bierce, who is Amy Peterson, who is uh, the neighbor from Married with Children. Yes, who looks exactly the same. <laughs> exactly the same. Picture it. That's yes. That's what she looked like. <laughs> Who has an aggressive amount of like ribbons in her hair? Yeah, and, and suspenders. She's, and she's suspenders. dressed like an eleven-year-old boy. Yep. Um, like even though like she's a, talking about fucking her boyfriend, like yeah. an eleven-year-old boy who's about to step on stage for like Kids Incorporated, <laughs> <laughs> or or a production of Newsies. Yeah, she, her hair looks like it was groomed at like a dog groomer's. Yep. Like it's very poofy. It's it's short um, and spiky, but not like stylish. Well, it's not really spiky. It's just kind of tufted. Yes. Tuf- tufted. Um, and that brings us to our neighbor vampire who has the same exact haircut yep. as Amanda Pierce does in this movie. Tufted. Uh, Jerry Dandridge. 
they tried to give her a wig at one point when she was becoming a vampire. Like they threw a blonde wig on her. I like, didn't look right. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, when they try to sex her up and give her like longer hair and bigger boobies. Yeah. But like, oh, that's all it takes. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, so Jerry Dandridge, the neighbor who has the same haircut as Amanda Pierce. Yep. <laughs> it's Chris Sarandon. Bum, ba, da, um, who? To add to the idea of how gay this movie is, mm-hmm. um, has a live-in fella, mm-hmm. is a manservant. Yes. Like I said, um, Renfield. And it was apparently Chris Sarandon's idea that, that when he was in. researching like vampires, he was like, oh, vampire bats have a lot of fruit bat DNA. So I'm part fruit bat. So yeah, every, he did eat he just eating a lot of fruit yeah, in this he, movie? Yeah, he ate an aggressive amount of fruit. Um, and for people that are super young, fruit and fruity is something you that oh, yeah. older people used to refer to gay people as, especially right. gay men. Um, another little wink and a nod on that one. Yeah. Um, and then the other two main characters <laughs> I want to talk about stylish. is um, Evil Ed, which is Stephen Joffrey's. Which is Joffrey's. best friend, yeah. Uh, it's Charlie Brewster's yeah, his best friend who knows a lot about vampires and monsters. Um, and then it's a heart and soul of the movie, I think. It's uh, Ronnie McDowell's yes. Peter Vincent. Um, did you catch the Peter Vincent thing? Yes, of course. Yeah, Peter Vincent, Vincent Price, and Peter... I don't know. I don't know where the Peter was. I just figured it was at Vincent Price. It's definitely... Actually, Vincent Price was offered that role, um, but he couldn't do it because he had, like, health issues. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I mean, he hung on for a few more years because I think his last movie was Edward Scissorhands, where he was very old. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands. that's true. Um, so they got Ronnie McDowell and aged him up. Um, as best they could, but yes. Now, we talked about this movie. Uh, we, I think we talked about this off mic. Chris Sarandon, William Ragsdale, Amanda Bierce, Ronnie McDowell, Stephen Joffreys. That's a lot of gay in a movie. Yes, uh, uh, so. If we take William Ragsdale out... Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Chris Sarandon's by. He's very, he's pretty open about in this it. movie. Yeah, uh, Amanda Bierce is very gay. Roddy McDowell was very gay. Stephen Joffrey's is very gay. I didn't know that. Stephen Joffrey's okay. is all the gay. All the gay. Like to the point where, like we talked about at the beginning of the movie, the '90s for him was gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, fair. Um, so that's a thing. Fair. Uh, so <laughs> Chris Sarandon moves in next door. And immediately um, starts killing men and women. Like, they, yeah. they show the women because you get a chance to show boobies in the movie. Right. And um, they make a point of saying that they're um But the first person missing was right. a man. So Chris Randon's playing that thing. Like, vampires in movies are always very transgressive, mm-hmm. right? Like, ooh. Sorry about that. I was like. Transgressive. Yeah, vampires movies are always very transgressive, and the idea of like as early as the thirty-one Dracula. Okay, like, he's hypersexual, right? Yeah, because it was it came out in a time where people were like, we don't really talk about that, and then Dracula's just out there like, I'm down to fuck. <laughs> he definitely was, yes. Right, and then like that becomes you get like all these like kind of hypersexualized Draculas. Mm-hmm. Especially through, like, Hammer, where it's, like, a lot of women with, like, open shirts and, like, heaving yep. bosoms. Because we can't show boobs, but we can show cleavage. Of course. And then you get into, like, after this. And this kind of sets the stage for movies like Anne Rice's stuff. Where it's, like, oh, um, what's transgressive now? Oh, it's just two dudes having sex. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Okay. So, 
it gets real like boundary pushing like vampires are traditionally the most boundary pushing of the classical monsters okay um yeah it's always very sexual and 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 we talk about how monsters are metaphors for something yep um so in this movie there's a lot of homoeroticism Mm -hmm. um like jerry moves in immediately starts killing people uh, Charlie sees him. They have the whole thing. The where, first day. Yeah. Like as he's moving in, he sees him. He gives Charlie the option of like, just forget about it and I'll forget about you. Yeah. And we go our separate ways. I'll and give you the option. I was never given. And Charlie won't do it. He won't do it. Uh, and then they drag Peter Vincent into it because he's a vampire killer yep. expert. Um, well, they, they think he is. And they hire they hire him because they're like, William Ragsdale's out of his mind. He's going to go next door and murder his neighbor. Right. Who's just like a like a fun guy coming who from wears, the city. Who just happens to be wearing a very long gray trench coat slash cape. Yeah. Chris Randon is dressed like the most glam gay instructor ever. Yeah. Super, um, super 80s. And I just want to point out, too, that like this movie came out in 1985 which is the year that, like, AIDS kind of hit its peak in the AIDS in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? 85 is the year that it really went into light speed. It's the first year that Reagan said AIDS allowed to anyone. And, like, I can't believe that. You know, it had been going on since, like, 82. Yeah. Um, he finally said it out loud. Like, it was a thing. Like, people in 80, 1985 thought, like, if I'm in the same room with someone with AIDS, I can just get it from them breathing. Because we didn't know anything. <laughs> That's wild. Because... I we remember weren't, we weren't doing any research or any. We were just like, it's just killing gay people. Just let them die. It's a gay person's disease. 100%. Yeah. And then like, I remember reading a thing where they were interviewing or like they were polling people and people were saying things like, um, I wouldn't let my kid go to school with someone that had AIDS. Oh yeah. That was a big you know? thing. Or, there was definitely a fear. And this movie plays off of it of AIDS somehow leaving cities and settling into the suburbs and into rural areas yeah which this movie very much is you've got this like very probably by mm-hmm. vampire who's a stand-in for someone with aids who right. comes into like a very quaint little neighborhood and then starts killing people mm-hmm. and that's what people were afraid was going to happen Right? Like, if gay people move in, like, I'll breathe the same air as them, and I'll fucking kill over, and it'll just, it'll spread like that. It'll spread like COVID spread. Um, It was a lot. Um, There was, it's hard to remember a time before, like, computers and whatnot, but, like, um, it really was the first time I remember talking about, like, misinformation, and, like, not really necessarily fake news, but just, like, nope, that's that's not true. That's not true. You can't get it from drinking water after somebody. You can't get it from touching someone. And, I mean, God, Tom Hanks won a fucking, you know, Oscar for explaining, you know, pretty much the stigma of what is real and not real with, this disease, with that disease. Yeah. It's wild. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty rampant and huge. So you basically... You have three teenagers who were mm-hmm. all played by people in their 20s. Yes, of I course. Love Hollywood. Um, like we talked about, we have Charlie, who is in love with his girlfriend, who wears ribbons, dresses like an 11-year-old boy. Yeah. Has, her wild hair. Seems to have not a lot of sexual interest in Charlie. No. <laughs> I wonder why. Oh, um, we should do this. Yeah. Basically, the three of them confront jerry dandridge right at least they think they're confronting jerry dandridge with um peter vincent but the evil ed um 
his... No, Amy and Peter Vincent are in on the uh-huh. idea of, like, they call Jerry and they're like, we're going to come over, we're going to do these things, and just to prove that you're not a vampire. But what they don't know is mm-hmm. Jerry has, like, turned into a monster and right. attacked Charlie in his home. Yep. So there's clearly no, like... And the Lost Boys came out two years after this, and I think they definitely lifted that scene of, like, trying the the main vampire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they do the vampire test on him. I think they lifted that from this movie. Okay. Um, well, I can see that. Yeah, and then you get the whole sequence of after they leave, um, Jerry gets evil led mm-hmm. in maybe the gayest scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. right, they split up. Evil Ed goes down that alleyway, yep. and Jerry like follows him in this like shroud of mist. And he's, I know you're made fun of. Well, he's I like know you know different. Come with me. Yeah, basically, he's like very. No one will ever make fun of you or hurt you ever again. Yep, I'll make sure that that never happens. It's a very tempting. And then like offers his hand, and he's like, "All you got to do is take my hand. Yeah. No one will ever be mean to you again." Again, yeah, and that's. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's, a, it's a thing where it's hard to look at this through the lens of, like, 1985 when you don't know who Stephen Joffreys is as a person. But, like, in 2022 when you're looking through at this movie and you know who Stephen Joffreys is, you mm-hmm. know how gay he was and, like, how <laughs> terrible his life was. Right. Um, and how fucking, like, I met him. He's, like, such a nice guy that it, I can't help but read Evilette as a gay character. Okay. Like, thoroughly as a gay um, and then the idea of like an older man being like, I will protect you and yeah. make sure no one's mean to you anymore because I'm sure everyone was fucking awful to him. Yeah. Right? Like they call him evil Ed. They call him just evil. He doesn't do anything. That's evil, right? Yeah. He's not like worshiping the devil. He nope. doesn't have it. He's not like a metalhead. He's probably just the gay like, kid. Like even his friend calls him that sometimes. Yeah. He's just probably the gay kid, which is why he's evil. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's the suburbs and it's 1985 and, and his kid's evil because he's fucking gay. Yeah. Um, it is a, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of talked a little bit about that about after we, like, first finished the movie. Um, and I didn't really, I don't know, I, I just kind of saw it as, like, a scary movie. But at the same time, like, that's not my story. You know, and if, obviously, if people have taken that from this movie, then for sure. But as far as Evil Ed being gay, like, yeah, that's that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff, and it's funny because Tom Holland's like, well, I didn't mean for it to be as gay as it turned out. And then mm-hmm. you talk to the cast, and they're like, no, he specifically wanted us to do certain things. Right. That when we saw it, we're like, oh. Of course. That's what this is. Okay. It's very gay. Yeah. Um, wink, wink. We get it. The, the fact that, like, most of the cast, the main cast, mm-hmm. was gay. Right. Is gay. Right? Like, Roddy McDowell, openly gay. Mm-hmm. Stephen Joffreys, openly gay. Amanda Pierce, openly gay. Um, Chris Sarandon, I think, bi? I think? <laughs> We're not sure about that. Like, He's cool with it, though. So it's this, just, it's this thing where, like, once Evil Ed's out of the picture, and he's a vampire, and mm-hmm. he's now he goes to fuck with Peter Vincent, Jerry Dandridge has this scene where he, like, seduces Amanda Pierce and, like, takes her... Yeah. You know, yeah. steals her away, setting up the whole ending. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, damsel in distress style. Get Peter Vincent and come to my house or you'll never see her again. Yep. Right. And then the house is suitably just covered in fog. Yeah, um, very misty. And they, they moved in like a month ago and they have the most kick-ass basement full of nooks and crannies yeah, and, and things. We get the one thing in the movie that I don't think makes any sense. Hmm. 
that keeps like the one every time I watch this movie, the one thing I'm like, what? Is how suddenly they're like, there's a painting of a girl that looked just like a man. Oh yeah, and it's like so. <laughs> Someone in the 1500s had that haircut. Yeah, exactly. Just the same haircut. That's not like no. I bro. thought that as well. That's the I'm only like, they part could of the have movie. Used her face and just like a different haircut yeah. would have come across. That's the only part of the movie that every time watching, I'm like, no. Yeah. And then I immediately go back in. Um, but it sets up this really fun like thing where they show up and they fight Jerry and it goes back and forth and then Peter Vincent has the shit scared out of him and he flees next door mm-hmm. and has to fight Evil Ed alone. And then there's the scene of Evil Ed turning into a werewolf and then getting impaled on that yeah. wood becomes a totally different movie for a minute. Yeah. Like. It's pretty sad. He's got a really long sad death scene. Mm-hmm. His death scene is like Pee Wee Herman in, um, oh, what's the. Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer? How he's like, ah, ooh. Oh, ee, gosh, ah, yeah. Ah, okay. Ooh, 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 ah, ah. But it's this this really sad, like, he's turning back. Into a human. Because it's not just like, like yes, they're vampires, but they, there's also, like, the other kind of become, like, monstery vampires. Um, and, and I'll let you listen to it. There's a really good podcast about this um, that you used to be on the Fangoria Network. And it was, um, it just came back recently. It's called Attack of the Queer Wolf. And it's, like, four members of the LGBTQ community that watch horror films and discuss them mm-hmm. with usually a celebrity guest. Um, and they did this episode, or they did this movie, and they talked at length about that scene. Um, and it, it, we listened to that part. Because I wanted to get, like, more perspective on it. Mm-hmm. And Brian Fuller, um, who did Hannibal, and amongst other things, mentioned the fact that, like, to him, it's like the saddest moment in horror movie history mm-hmm. because it's an elderly gay man in 1985 watching a young gay man just die out in the open. Right. Um, and being totally helpless. And not being able to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that like Roddy McDowell probably was experiencing in real life every yeah. day in 1985. Was just watching everyone around him die. We'll so. need to include a link to that uh, show in that episode in our notes uh, when we go to post it. Because, yeah, it's definitely worth a listen to get that perspective on on this movie. Uh, yeah, and then it just culminates in Amanda Pierce turning into a Pez dispenser shark mouth vampire. Yep. Which is fun. It's weird. Fighting Charlie in the basement with Peter Vincent while they're trying to get the... Um, this movie, oh yeah, this movie definitely fits like the Arkov as well. It's yeah. not flashy and and as quick as an Arkov movie, but it hits all the right points. Yeah. It's um, action. I don't know about revolutionary. Um, it's definitely a lot of like the old tropes, but it's a fun story. I think it's revolutionary. I can't think of another horror film quite like it. Okay, like it set the stage for a lot of later eighties movies. Oh, all right. Maybe that's like maybe late, I just have it later in my head. And then definitely killing, fantasy, fornication. Yes, to both. They're boobies, and <laughs> they uh, boobies. as far as far as oratory, I mean, hmm. There's there's memorable scenes. I don't know if there's memorable lines. Yeah, there's tons of memorable lines in this. Movie. Okay, well there you go. Welcome I am mistaken. To fright night. For, for real. real. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he wrote on my poster. Yep. Um, I fucking love this movie. Uh, one thing I did notice is the fact that they stake Jerry Dandridge, but it doesn't kill him. No, yeah. Like traditional methods. 
It's not like don't work. They actually have to like bring him out into the sunlight, into right. the light, right? And if That's he's a metaphor for AIDS, mm-hmm. then it's a thing of like traditional medicine didn't do shit against AIDS, right? Right. You had to bring the stigma out into the light, so we could talk about it and right be preventative to save people's lives. Just a fun little fact if we're using like Jerry and the vampire as like an AIDS metaphor. Um, you know who That's loved it. this movie? Who? People in 1985. Oh, yeah. It was a massive fucking hit. Cool. Um, other than A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, mm-hmm. this was like the biggest grossing horror film of 1985. This nice. movie was fucking huge. It was like one of the biggest grossers of the, that summer. And you said that it got a remake, that it's not half bad. It's also It also has a sequel. Is the sequel half bad or half good? Um, the sequel's fun. I okay. like it. It's, I mean, it's not as good as the original, but it's definitely worth watching. It's weirdly hard to find. Hmm. Um, I've noticed. Are there any cool trivia and fun bits uh, that we can definitely take away from Fright Night other than this, uh, the the interesting, the metaphor about AIDS in the 80s and vampirism? Um, I will say that Dandridge. this is how the Peter Vincent character was seen. So, like they said, they'd written it for Vincent Price. And when Roddy McDowell got it, he said that he saw Peter Vincent as um, an old ham actor. Uh, who was like a just a dreadful actor. Um, he had a moderate success in an isolated film here and there, but all very bad products. Basically, he played one character for eight or ten films, for which he probably got paid next to nothing. Unlike stars of horror films who are very good actors and played lots of different roles, such as Peter Lorre and Vincent Price or Boris Karloff, this poor son of a bitch was just playing the same character all the time, which right. was awful. Um, and they shot... But that would make him the expert. Yeah, they kind shot of in... his things to look... T- like, you even noticed it, right? Like, in the movie within a movie, he goes to stake her and the stake's backward. Yeah. Because they're just so, poorly, yeah. like, cheaply made little things. Like, right? Um, yeah. This I, is a fun movie. I just fucking... I love Fright Night. Like, yeah. I... This movie makes me all the happy. It was a good movie. So this kind of wraps up our month, right? So uh, we need to rank these in order. Uh, okay, so we watched Fright Night, Kronos. Yeah. Uh, a woman walks alone. A woman who walks home alone at night. Oh, yeah, a woman walks home alone at night. And I'm forgetting two more. Oh. Okay. So the month was a okay. girl. A girl walks home alone at night near dark. Mm-hmm. The hunger, Kronos, Fright Night, five. Okay. So again, for those listening at home. A girl walks home alone at night, okay. near dark, the hunger, Kronos, fright night. What was your number five? I think your it's your gonna... least favorite of the month. I think it's going to be the hunger. Agreed. Okay. I enjoyed it, but it's definitely the least yeah. of the five for me. Number four. <laughs> see if we can keep this crazy train of going. Near dark. Same. Okay. And I enjoy near dark. Number three, Kronos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's clo- It was close. I went back and forth between yeah. making Kronos. And number two, a girl walks home alone at night. Yeah. Yeah, I went and back and number one, Fright Night. We never had the same week or the, the same rank. That's interesting. Well, I feel like Fright Night was definitely going to be number one because it's... It's a fun movie. It's all the fun. It was number one for a reason. All the fun. What are we going to do Halloween uh, Spooktober? Spooktober. Uh, what is going to be our theme? Uh, <laughs> we're going to watch movies that have witches in them. <laughs> like fucked up movies that got witches in them. Okay, what are we going to start the month with? 
uh, we're gonna do Black Sunday. We're gonna, we're gonna keep in line with do first films. Black Nobody did Black S- Sabbath. Oh, my apologies. Okay. Same director though. Got it. Baba. It's Mario right. Baba's first credited um, directorial gay game, though he like shadow directed things. So we're gonna keep it going for one more week of like first films. Like, All right. This time it's a witch. All right. Well so then, boom, goes the dynamite. Until next time. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy, and I'm still his girlfriend. Welcome to Fright Night for real. Got to roll those R's.